Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I am so excited because today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Bridget. She is amazing. She talks about all things gut health. So I will allow you to introduce yourself, Bridget. Let us know who you are, what you do, how did you get into gut health, all the things. Yes. So thanks so much for having me. This is such an exciting discussion. I love any opportunity I can talk about gut health. (laughs) So um, like you said, I'm Bridget Carroll. I'm a functional medicine registered dietitian. I started my nutrition journey in high school. I was an athlete that got injured and um, realized I couldn't exercise for about six months. So I had to start worrying about my nutrition. Mm. Fast forward a little bit. Uh, in high school, I was still really into nutrition and I got into the science of nutrition and was invited to a state science fair, like the geekiest thing <laughs> ever. I love that. And went to state science fair and then realized being a dietitian was actually a career that I could do in college, um, became a dietitian. And then this whole time I had gut issues. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the bathroom my whole life. My mom was constipated. And that was just the norm in our household. So when, then when I went into school for dietetics and I still wasn't healed and I was the healthiest eater, um, I felt crappy all the time. I felt bloated. I couldn't mm. go to the bathroom, started having thyroid issues, everything. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what made you really like first start looking like, okay, I'm already eating healthy, right? Because a lot of people be like, I'm so healthy already. Like, how can I be having these issues? Like what's happening? I feel like I'm so healthy when you felt like that. Cause I've have a very similar experience of having so many gut issues, which is why I love talking about this. What made you be like, okay, like, let me look deeper into this. And how did you look deeper into this? Like, where did you go from there? Yeah. So as when you're going to school to become a dietitian, you have like this four-year undergrad and then you go and I went and got my master's instead of going to my internship. And when I, what I was being taught in, like you were just saying, there was, I was the healthiest eater. I still wasn't feeling well. And it was making me question like my education. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my best friend was interning at the Cleveland Center for Functional Medicine with Mark Hyman. Oh, oh my God. No way. He's amazing. So amazing. And then she graduated and actually worked for him. Wow. We kind of did things except like she worked for him. And then I got an internship with him in Massachusetts where he had his private practice. Oh, so cool. It was amazing. And, um, so I learned from him and his dietitians were absolutely incredible. Learned from them. And, um, also worked with a private practice functional dietitian in Boston. Mm. 
and got this opportunity and was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole different part of nutrition out there that I haven't been taught in six years. Wow. So I did a lot of interning and then I went to school for three more years in functional medicine, completely healed myself and my body. I went from five medications to zero. Oh my God. That's amazing. Incredible. I lost the 26 pounds I put on in college from having a messed up gut and thyroid Mm. and felt amazing and continue to feel amazing with functional medicine. Oh my God. I love that. So the medications you were on, was that for your gut and for your thyroid? I'm assuming for both. So I was on thyroid medication, migraine medication. Mm, Oh, I was on that at one point too. Right. I hated it. Oh, I hate it. It made me feel so like I was like weird and lightheaded after like it was horrible, but I was like, I have to take it. These migraines are debilitating. So bad. So bad. And for me, and I don't know what it was for you, but it was gluten sensitivity and stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sensitive. I think it was for me, it was actually a meat sensitivity, which is so weird because my migraine stopped once I got rid of meat out of my diet, which is bizarre. Um, yeah. So I think that's what it was for me. But a lot of times it is a sensitivity to something that we don't even know is happening. Absolutely. So migraine, thyroid, uh, medication, like Miralax to go to the Mm -hmm. bathroom. Yeah. I was on birth control, which I'm Mm. sure your hormone followers will know the like, Oh, treacherousness of that. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but recently I went back to CVS to get a COVID test Mm -hmm. and I came to Boston, which is where I live now for grad school. When I, and when I came to Boston, I, I was on those five medications and um, recently got a COVID test and they were like, are you on levothyroxine? Are you on Miralax? Are you on all of these meds? And I was like, oh my God, I haven't been back to CVS since I got off all five medications. And I was like, wow. no, I'm not on any of those. And they were like, really? Oh my God. Yeah. Cause most people, when they go on, especially thyroid medication, you're on that forever because that's the only quote unquote solution that the doctors give you for it. Absolutely. And I think thyroid is so interesting. The way conventional medicine works with the thyroid is silliness. It's Mm -hmm. wild. They don't look at the imbalances in the body like our gut health, like Mm -hmm. our stress hormones, like nutrient imbalances that affect our thyroid. So I work with a lot of people on their gut health for their thyroid. They don't even know they're interconnected. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I could talk to you about this literally all day because I love the gut because it is literally connected to everything. And that was where I started really healing was in my gut because that's when I started paying attention. I was having a lot of other symptoms before that, like my missing period and all this other stuff. But when it was affecting like my bloating and going to the bathroom, I'm like, okay, now I need to start paying attention. But I didn't realize that healing that was going to heal everything else along with it. So can you um, touch on also like the gut thyroid connection? Like what is, I know there's like such extensive stuff about it, but what is like a little basic thing that if someone is new to this and maybe they're having thyroid issues, like what is the connection there? Yeah. So, okay. So when you go to the doctor's office, they test usually just your TSH, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you're a thyroid gal or you've ever asked for a thyroid test, Mm -hmm. that's what they're going to test just your TSH. It's like pointless. 
Wait, doesn't really tell you a lot at yeah. all. Yeah. And so, yes, your thyroid, like, yes, your gut can affect that level. And really for, for optimal health, we want that between one and two. Mm-hmm. And so they'll tell you it's normal if it's under four, which is not normal at all. It's ridiculous. The ranges are so insane. Yes. And so, um, but what they're not testing is your free T4 and your free T3 and your reverse T3 and then your antibodies. Mm-hmm. So what's really important in the body is that T4 turns into T3. It converts. And um, there's like tons of different reactions that go on in the body, a lot of different enzymes that make that happen. Mm-hmm. But if they're testing your T4 to your T3, if you don't have enough T4, you're not going to have enough T3, which is the active thyroid hormone to run your thyroid, to run your metabolism, to keep your skin really supple, to Mm -hmm. all of these different things, to have hair, you know, yeah, yeah, thyroid issues, like you lose all your hair. Yes. So when T4 turns into T3, that conversion, if you have poor gut health, it can't convert into the active form. Mm. Um, of your thyroid hormone. So it's really important for people if they feel like they've had thyroid issues to have their full panel done either with a functional dietitian or a doctor um, because you have to have the full panel. You can't just yes. look at your age. Yes, which so many, this is another problem with it is so many women are like, no, 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 I've already checked my thyroid. Like everything is normal. And I'm like, well, the normal ranges, first of all, that they give you, even if they do run the T3, T4, the normal ranges are not, like you said, the optimal ranges. So, so many women don't feel well if they're in that normal range that they give you because the normal range is so ridiculous. And, you know, with that, with the gut health that you're talking about, a lot of times too, which is like the connection between the gut and the thyroid if it's inflamed and your gut is, you know, inflamed from whatever reason, you're not going to be able to absorb nutrients, right? That you're going to even need to convert the T4 to T3. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's inflamed, if you don't have enough digestive enzymes or stomach acid, like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that go wrong in the gut that affect our thyroid, but I think it's really important too. I think when, I don't know if you hear this a lot, um, with women, but when we're talking about gut health, they sometimes just think that they'll be constipated or bloated, but really yes. like gut health can look like brain fog. It can look like acne, eczema. Mm-hmm. It can look like thyroid issues. So gut yes. health issues don't have to look like gut health symptoms. I love that. That's so true. And that was one of the things that I didn't know when I was going through it. I didn't know my migraines were from my gut or my rashes. I'd have random skin rashes. Oh like I had to end up going on steroids once because my legs were covered in hives. I had no clue. It was from like a m- mushrooms that I ended up being allergic to that I was eating and it was affecting my gut. Like all these random things, but I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times you're right. People will think it's constipation or bloating. Could also be diarrhea too, which a lot of people, I feel like we don't talk too much about that side because most yeah. people are, I guess, constipated, but yes, that's huge. Um, so with that, what have you found, like with all the women that you've worked with is like the top, however many you want to do, like major causes of inflammation in our gut? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I think, so when we hear like inflammation in the gut, I literally think about, so we do testing for our clients, like Mm. comprehensive, it's four pages long of what's going on in the gut. Yeah. And it's like, 10 times the amount of information that you get from a doctor's office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, yeah. when was the last time your if you had gut issues, your doctor ever tested your poop? Never. They're right? like, Here, here's this medication. You're like, great, thank you. It's thank making you. my gut actually worse, but okay. Yeah, that mirror relax is actually <laughs> yeah. horrific, or Lindes, yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so when I think of inflammation, I think when we think of like gut health and our gut being imbalanced, we do think inflammation, but a lot of times it's more so like not being able to break down food or bad bacteria mm. um, or not enough good bacteria, which is actually more often the root cause in the gut. Um, and there are so many different things. Um, stress. Yes. Like gut brain connection. Yeah. so important. Eating foods that you're sensitive to the most common that I see with my clients is gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being on antibiotics is yeah. really like, and you know, I think about antibiotics, like from your childhood, your gut is really created between years zero and two. And so wow. if you're a baby and you are on, you know, we think it's harmless, right? Oh, they have an ear infection. I'm sure they're screaming mm. heads off. Yes. That is so detrimental to the microbiome. Um, And then similarly, when we're kids, I mean, I drank amoxicillin, that pink stuff, right? Like, ask for it at the doctor's office. Like the bubblegum taste one, please? Oh, my God, for sure. It was so good. I don't even know why we thought it was good. Um. So like antibiotics are so harmful and then birth control too really Mm -hmm. affects the gut, something that's not talked about enough either. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't think of birth control as a medication. It's like, oh, we know maybe medications will affect the gut, but birth control is a medication, like, but it is. So we need to like really open that conversation up too. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, I think my clients forget to put it on our intake form. So I specifically added a question. Smart about birth control. Cause I'll say, what are your supplements? What are your medications? No one will ever put down birth control. Yeah. Cause they really don't think of it as a medication. It's like crazy how like brainwashed we all are over it because it's just like so normal. It's like, Oh yeah, here, take this every day. It's like, well, it's a pill every single day. So it is a medication and we don't even know what it's doing in our body. Cause they don't tell us. So it's having so many more effects, especially with the gut too, which is why so many women have nutrient deficiencies when they're on it as well. So, um, I love how you said it's not just inflammation, but it's breaking down your food and not being able to like absorb it. So what are some things, um, maybe some signs that you're not properly breaking down your food and maybe some ways that we could support that? Because thankfully, you know, the the plus side is if you're listening that your gut could be healed and repaired, it just takes obviously some time, but what are some of those signs? Like if you're like, you know, I don't know if I'm being able to break down my food or not, or maybe a food sensitivity test, like what is something that you recommend um, for that? So kind of two part question. Yeah. So signs that you might not be able be breaking gut symptoms that mm-hmm. you're not breaking down food well would be bloating, huge mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Um, like burping after meals, mm. acid reflux, gas. Mm. Um, this is a kind of a gross one, but I'm going to say it because I think <laughs> so people don't know it, but if your poop floats, Ooh. it's actually a sign that you're not breaking down fat well. Mm, okay. That's um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nausea after a high fat meal, mm-hmm. stomach aches, all of those things. Um, and then, you know, acne and eczema, 
um, cause the bad bacteria from digestion is getting pushed out through the skin. Mm, yes. Cause the elimination organ, right? If it's not coming out through your yes. poop, it's got to come out somewhere. <laughs> exactly. That's so spot on. I love it. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So everyone go look at your poop next time you poop and see if it's floating or if it's not, that's a great way to, to test it. Um, we're all about the poop talk here, so it's totally fine. Um, okay. And then what are some things that like you would suggest if someone is dealing with this and they're like, Oh my God, like I am having this acid reflux. I I am getting really bloated. Like where are some places they could start, um, with healing that or some tests you do recommend? Um, I know you do a full panel, but maybe some, I think food sensitivities are one of the most like under valued aspects of our health because a lot of people will be like, I'm eating so healthy. And I'm like, yeah, you are, but you could be allergic to or sensitive to a really healthy food that you're eating. Like, and, and you won't even know about it. Yeah. So we have a little bit different of an approach. We, um, do the poop testing in lieu of food sensitivity. I think you're oh. so spot on that food sensitivities can be so detrimental. Yeah. But the root cause of food sensitivities is the gut. Right. So if you can't, like, you know, one of my sensitivities was um, like cauliflower. Mm, oh, what a bummer. It was such a bummer. It was so sad. <laughs> and then chickpeas and hummus mm. and kale. But the true root cause of being sensitive to those was my gut, was my imbalanced gut. Right. And the cause of leaky gut that could cause all the sensitivities. Yeah. And even egg, mm. um, mm. more of a long-term sensitivity, but I know that it's still my immune system that is reacting to the egg. So I know that I still have work to do there. It's, it's a long game. Yes. Um, but the food, the, um, gut test that we do, if anyone has any of these symptoms, the biggest thing, and you've said, it already is like, you deserve to feel really good. I think knowing that is so important. Yeah. There is a fix and investing in it. Cause I talked to Mm -hmm. a lot of women who have felt crappy for five, 10 years, or even feel felt really crappy for a year and aren't investing in their health. Yes. Yes. Preach. (laughs) Right. And it's like, it's, there's so many reasons, but many times it's a worthiness or a belief Mm-hmm. That they're not going to feel well ever. And you just need to work with the right people. Exactly. To get you there. So invest in your health. Yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Bridget about all things gut health. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I am obsessed with gut health. I love it so much. It's so crucial for our overall health. And I'm just so happy that you're here, you're learning, and you're loving it. And I just wanted to pop in quick and let you know about some of the ways that we could work together. If you're listening right now and you're like, I really just want to level up my health. I know that I really need some help with my hormones. I'm doing things. I'm really not seeing the results I desire. I need to learn more about my hormones so I could understand what's happening in my body. And you're just like ready and committed to do that. Depending on when you're listening to this, I have different types of ways that we can work together. So you can find all the information over on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. I work with clients one-on-one. I have 12-week group coaching program, Mind Your Hormones 101. I'm doing smaller programs now that are shorter, sometimes four weeks, six weeks, depending on when you're listening to this. But you could always find all the information about 
any program that I have coming out right now on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. So come over there, DM me, say hi. I love hearing from you anyway. Even if you don't want to work together, I just love knowing that you're part of this community and that you are really benefiting from this podcast. But if you are someone who knows that you really need to level up your health and you want to work with me, come over on Instagram and chat with me and we can see what program would be best for you. So now let's get back into our episode with Bridget Carroll. Okay. So, so getting the poop test, that's huge. And that's something that you do. And what does that really show us, right? Like if you get a stool sample, like what is that going to show somebody? It will look at your good bacteria in your gut. So you're, you know, we talk about that all the time, right? Your healthy microbiome and all that good bacteria, a lot of Mm -hmm. research on that. It'll show your bad bacteria. So it'll show H. pylori. Mm. Um, There's like strep in the gut. There's two pages of bad bacteria that it tests for. Wow. Um, Candida. Mm. Overgrowth. Yep. I had that. Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that is a nasty guy. Oh, it's a rough one. For hives too. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was so bad. Um, what else does it look at? It looks at parasites and worms, which are less common mm-hmm. um, bad bacteria. It looks at how well we're breaking down food, mm. stomach acid. There's one marker that looks at gut, liver, and hormone health. Ooh, um, I love that. It's really, really helpful, which also can be a cause of bloating because if you're trying to detox your estrogen mm-hmm. and it dumps into the gut and your gut can't handle it, that at a certain time of your period can make you feel really bloated. Yeah. Um, I, I just share that cause I know a lot of your peeps. Love yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then looks at, it does look at gluten sensitivity and then your immune function and inflammation. So it gives awesome. you the full picture of what's going on in your gut health, not just, you know, if you have candida, that might be really helpful information, but like why? Right. And what else? Yeah. Oh my God. That's huge. So it's like allowing people to know like, Hey, this is what's going on specifically for you. And then you could take a targeted approach to how to actually heal it. Yes. Oh, so huge. All about targeted approaches and personalization at my practice. So, yes, I love that. Um, okay. So now for someone who, you know, maybe they didn't get the poop test yet, but they're experiencing some of these things. What are some like general tips that you could give someone to start healing their gut? Again, like you said before, this is a long game. This is not, especially like, cause we think about it. It's been years and years and years that we've been doing things to our gut that we probably didn't know were harmful. So it's not going to just get healed in a week. Like we want it to. So it is a long game. Um, but what are some things that you would recommend someone could start doing? Obviously recommend getting the tests and all that stuff, but if they just want to make some, um, you know, some changes now. Yeah. I think it depends on their symptoms. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. different symptoms are really looking at different things. So we talked about like, what are symptoms that your body's not breaking down food well? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about bloating and gas and burping and things like that. Digestive bitters before meals mm. might be really nice or digestive enzyme. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hesitate when people are having a lot of issues to even recommend like a probiotic or fiber Mm. or anything like that. Mm. It can make things worse. And then you're throwing away money. Yes. You know, money at an issue. So 
Um, so I know, so with that real quick, SIBO, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, people don't know, obviously you do, but I meant for everybody else, that is something that if you take a probiotic, it could make it worse. Um, is that, are there other, you know, bacterias or something aside from that, that if someone has it, that the probiotic could also make it worse or is it preliminary? Like, is it mainly just the SIBO? Um, I mean, there are tons of, so if you have a lot of bad bacteria in the gut, step one is getting rid of that bad bacteria. Now, what probiotics do is they add in good bacteria. You're not right. getting rid of the problem. Mm. And so with SIBO, it's bacteria that's in the wrong part of the gut, right? So it's in your small intestine. So symptoms you would have with that are just like higher. I know you know this, but just for everyone else, yeah, like higher in your intestine. So it's like right under your ribs, that type of bloating, mm. feeling really full, really fast, Um your poop floating, that's a mm-hmm. real big sign, and stinky gas. Mm. So those are all signs of SIBO. So yes, if you add in a probiotic, you might feel worse. Um, and I always think about the why. Because you're adding more bacteria in a gut that already has plenty. Right. It's just not all, it's just not a good ratio. Right. Okay. So you want to get rid of the bad bacteria first. Yes. And okay. That, yeah. And that's why when we do the stool test, we can see what bad bacteria you have, and then what's the approach. So we use an herbal approach. Many times I use like a very concentrated coconut oil for candida, Mm -hmm. herbs, targeted probiotics when necessary, but they're very, very, very specific. Not Mm. just like take this, it's going to heal you, you know? Right. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So that's just really lets you know to go get your poop test and get it figured out so you can start eliminating that bad bacteria out of your gut, which herbs are so awesome for that too. Like, you know, this is what all functional medicine is about. It's not just the conventional like medication route. It's using herbs and other, you know, I'm sure lifestyle and nutrition factors to actually support your gut health. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So what else? So you, I know you touched on the gut brain connection. Is there um, anything that you want to add on that? Because I think a lot of times in this modern world that we're living in, there's so much stress, so much anxiety, so much of this is going on. And so many people are focused on food, what they can do food wise to improve everything. It's like, how can I eat less or eat more of this or work out more? And it's like, well, there's so much more to that than just what you're eating. And especially when we're talking gut health with stress, it's such a huge proponent of so many issues. So I just want you to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So I think you're totally right. We think, you know, both of us as people who very much focus on nutrition, nutrition cannot fix everything at all. Mm-hmm. And that's why we both take a very holistic approach to health. Of yes. What does your stress look like? What does sleep look like? Mm. How quickly are you eating the food? You yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not just the food. It's like, are you scarfing it down in five minutes? Like most entrepreneurs we know. Are? Yes, exactly. Are you not, are you ever remember what you're eating or is it just like so quick? You're like, what did I just even eat? Exactly. So we talk <laughs> about all these different things. And then also what we're th- thinking about is like the biochemical. So like what's going on inside our body. So we have this gut brain connection and there's this nerve that goes from the bottom of our brain to our gut in many different areas of our body. It's called our vagus nerve. And when we're stressed mentally, it's like the chicken or the egg because it's a 
we, what we call like a bi-directional pathway or like how I explain to some of my clients, it's like two cell phones. There's a cell phone in the brain and a cell phone in the gut and they're talking mm. to each other. And oh, I love that. <laughs> it's such stressed. a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. I started it. I saw a lot of autistic children for a while and I had to think about more interesting ways to explain this gut brain connection. I love that. It's very big for them. Yeah. Um, So we have these two cell phones and they're talking to each other and say we're stressed, like say we got a deadline for work. We're really stressed out. Maybe now that we're opening up, we're in traffic and we're really Mm -hmm. stressed and it sends signals to our gut Yes, we might get a nervous stomach or have diarrhea or even be constipated when then we get to where we're going. But over the long term, it decreases our body's ability to fight off bad bacteria. It's, it's our immune system. So right. um, it changes our gut balance of good and bad bacteria with mm-hmm. long-term stress, which is wild. We never is. thought about stress in that way, right? We think stress, yeah, is detrimental. It's very acute, but no, over the long term, you're completely changing your gut environment. Wow. Yeah. And like to think about the last, what, year and a half, how much stress people have been under. I mean, literally any single person listening to this, you found some form of stress, like chronically this last year and a half with everything going on and knowing that that is affecting your gut. So if you're dealing with gut issues, know that it's not just what you're eating. It has so much to do with your stress and your sleep, like you just said, and then thinking about ways that you could really, you know, manage that stress as much as possible to help, you know, rebuild your, you know, issues that you've accumulated. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's the way you think about it, whether you have a growth mindset or a lack mindset, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, before we hopped on a call, I did a 20 minute, um, abundance meditation. Oh, I love that. So good. Um, and so those are different things are, I go on two walks a day now with my dog. So there's things that you don't have to do all the things, right? You have to figure out like, what's going to move the needle for you. What's going to make you feel so wonderful that when stress hits you, mm-hmm. like you're in traffic, you're calmer about it. And for some people you need to work on the gut health to affect how the brain's feeling. So there's that, you know, if the gut is off, like say we have candida, which Mm -hmm. is overgrowth, um, super common with people who feel anxious because of a chemical reaction that's going on in the body. So if we have yeast overgrowth in our gut, um, it sends signals and chemicals to our brain to feel more anxious. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It's so wild. wild. Yeah. And it affects our 70 there's different stats, but 70 to 90% of our serotonin is made in the gut, our feel-good hormone. Yes. So there's so many things that go on with this gut-brain connection, as well Mm -hmm. as like, are you deficient in magnesium? Are you Mm. deficient in protein because you're not eating enough or you're not absorbing it? And that affects your neurotransmitters and your hormones. So there's so many different ways that the gut and the brain affect each other. Yeah. I love it. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, like the anxiety or the gut health It's like what's happening. Um, but that's why I love that you also do a holistic approach and it's just all encompassing because we, that's like what functional medicine is. We're not just these separate things. Like you go to the neurologist for a migraine, you go to the gastroenterologist for your gut, you go to the endocrinologist for your hormones. It's like all these things are separate, which 
obviously there's specialists and there's time and place for all that, but it's knowing that it's all connected. It's like everything is connected. So everything affects everything else. Yep. Absolutely. So awesome. Um, okay, Bridget, this was amazing. I absolutely love chatting with you. Um, before we let you go, I want to ask you first, let us know where everybody can find you, what programs you have available, what you're doing now. I know, you know, gut health wise, business wise, and then any last little tips that you want to leave, um, for the listener. Absolutely. So we're expanding our gut programs. I have hired another dietitian, which is really exciting. Yay! It's, it's so great because um, there's so many people that need help with um, their gut health. And we're mm-hmm. really starting truly a revolution in the gut health space of what we provide and how we heal people. And so many different investment levels and everything like that from working with us one-on-one to relaunching some really great courses in the fall. Um, Super exciting. So exciting. And um, the company is The Gut Fix and that is my signature group program. Um, And we work with people one-on-one. We'll be relaunching that in August. But before that, if you want to get a taste of myself and my other dietitian, Jillian, we are doing an insane, like I really can't believe it's free, but a (laughs) part training that I would typically charge about $300 for. We're doing a three-part training with support, free coaching from us. And that starts in August. Amazing. Oh my God. That's incredible. Okay. So I'll put all those links obviously in the show notes. So that's in August. And then the group, did you say is launching in the fall? We'll be relaunching end of August. End of August. The gut, um, program. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Oh my God. That's awesome. I love that. I'll put all that in the show notes. And then where can people find you? You can find me right now at Well by Bridget on Instagram. If there are any entrepreneurs who are in the wellness space listening here, I'm also a business coach. I split my time about 50-50 with business coaching and with gut health and um, creating really both brands and both I am incredibly passionate about. So if there's anyone in that space who wants to say hi, hello, um, at Well by Bridget on Instagram is where I hang out. Yay. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bridget. This was amazing. I'm so grateful for you and your time and for you putting out this information because I think it's so important and we need more people like you doing this. So everyone go follow Bridget, check out her free training. It's so worth it. And I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.